Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 20th of May 2018. Now for those who listen for years, I hope you keep uh, trying to remind yourselves to donate once in a while. And remember, for newcomers too, you can donate, because after all, there's thousands of talks up there, literally thousands of talks up there, on my websites, which cost you nothing. And uh, it's just human decency to send a few pennies here once in a while, or buy the books and discs if you're new. And you'll you'll get a quick wake up to the system. I hope, I hope, because the system is so intense like it's never been before with mass communication, which is standardizing rather, rather than giving you alternate viewpoints. Really, um, the main viewpoints that the bulk of it, the core of it, as they like to call it, is standardizing the behavior and the thoughts and the topics and and the viewpoints of. Billions of people across the world. Well coordinated, not by chance, not happening by itself, but completely controlled. I read way back, way back in the 80s, it talked about the coming system of communication. And there would be information, warfare of some form or another. And they were setting up then how they would manage information, including dummy, fake alternate sites that could be very powerful and very well-funded to even eliminate real grassroots movements and grassroots uh, stations and so on that gave alternate viewpoints. Take them over very slickly and then before you know it, you're pointing back in the same direction for warfare across the Middle East and elsewhere. And that's exactly what unfortunately has happened. So remember, you can, you can buy the books and discs or donate at CuttingThroughMatrix.com for those who really want to know. I've never been a, a rah-rah cheerleader for the big masses of people. In fact, some of the early talks I gave, I said I have different groups of, of people who I, I would regard as a danger to me. And uh, those who rule the world are one group and the masses that, that follow them and vote for them <laughs> are the other. <laughs> because really... Uh, I'm assured those who at least have a faint inkling of what's happening and has been happening for years and years of the control techniques have experienced the difficulty of trying to wake people up who are completely immersed in their indoctrination. Remember, I even give talks on it too from the, the, the various publications by big think tanks that worked on how to control the people, manipulate their mindsets and so on, psychology, uh, and now they call neuroscience too, behaviorism, of course, is in, in the act as well. Lots of publications, and um, they really are pretty effective. The, the, the studies they do on the public, they find out what motivates us, how they can alter us, nudge us, change us, and so on. It's pretty, pretty uh, effective on most people. And like all forms of warfare, uh, you, you aim for the mass destruction of your target, really, or effect of your of your target. And there's always a fringe element that might escape here and there. Uh, but so most of the, the, the propaganda is aimed at the average person, really. And it works awfully well. Indoctrination is very, very effective. And when you're brought up to be naive and to believe the world is pretty good and... 
people that you think you elect uh, are taking, really taking care of the world and running it all for you in a decent sort of way. Why should you question it? It isn't until you really dig into the system and you find out that, nope, like Carl Quigley said, all the leaders in politics, for instance, uh, are part of the same big club organization. It doesn't matter what party they belong to. And if you go into the subgroups that help manage it all, the big mass army, you might say, of societies and so on, they swear allegiance to the system. Right down to your local level, right down to your little township, maybe even a village. Very effective system. Been on the go for centuries, many centuries. And it works awfully well. And that's why when you see what seems to be unfair in the world, the same agenda goes on regardless of what the public might feel, as they say, what you feel. What you feel has no consequence. You're the prole, as Orwell said in 1984, and the proles don't count. They're not worried about the proles, as they say. Brzezinski, too, was the lofty boast, you see these characters, psychopaths, lofty boast. And he, he did boast on behalf of the CFR and the, the Trilateral Commission, which he belonged to, that helps run the world, too. He did boast about the, the system which gave the people that their topics to talk about. Or even, you understand, every day you're given topics to completely distract you Today, more especially than ever, more photographs of silly things than ever before to keep you enthralled and going through a newspaper online that's going to take you maybe the whole darn day to do it. It's looking at pictures. And you'll learn nothing by doing so. You won't remember anything two or three days' time. And that's intentional. And then you have the other stories which are meant to get you angry and stir you up. And again, you, you, you won't remember because the following day they'll give you other little things to make you angry about. But you're always left with the opinions you're supposed to have on things. It's very simple and very primitive in a sense. Because you, you won't find any media today going into in-depth, any mainstream media going in-depth into the causes of anything at all. They'll tell you what's happening today, so-and-so's bombing who, or whatever it happens to be, but they won't say why, or what was behind it, and etc., etc. What's amazing me right now, it's not really amazing me at all, to be honest with you, because the longer you live, the more you've seen this over and over again, sometimes your whole life long, but you'll see, for instance, the, the, the death count around Palestine going up and up and up, and hardly anybody's covering this at all. It doesn't say much about us as a, as a species, does it? And we all pretend we're so, we, we care so much. Do, do you really care so much? Do you really? I don't think so. But again, I can't blame the people because they're so enthralled and hypnotized by their electronic gadgets as you live inside this toxic Wi-Fi field, which uh, actually big guys like Persingers, actually that's just his life work, that type of thing, how to manipulate people's minds and make them feel this and feel that at a distance. It's fantastic forms of control. And if you're enthralled and you're, you're distracted, you, you don't seem to care so much about folk being slaughtered across the world. Or even, even the threat of slaughters to come which always brings along, you see, this kind of behavior. Always does it. And we all pay for it in one way or another. We all pay for it. We pay for all, all, the, all the disregard we have 
We pay for our silence too. Silence that can also be brought on by fear and loss. And there certainly are laws out there to bring upon the fear upon the people and keep them quiet. Some countries more than others. Where criticizing can be enough to break the law, apparently. And we're into real totalitarian systems right now. Uh, very, very obvious to, to those who are awake, to different ones who are awake, and other ones who think they're awake, they're not. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's rather obvious today. But as a species, as I say, it doesn't say much about us when everybody's all agog at, at royal weddings. That's no coincidence either why they picked this particular time to do it all. Everything works together, you understand, on a world scale. So you get this wedding, uh, uh, really most of the people in the polls and living in the UK, they really don't care anything about it at all. It's so remote from their everyday lives, it doesn't matter. Except for the fact that they'll tack all the cost of it on to their taxes. And it doesn't really matter there either because you don't, you don't get a big, big bill. Oh, oh, by the way, this bill was because of this royal wedding. No, they don't do that. They simply tack it on across the board. They spread it across the different taxes so it's not so noticeable. But you'll pay for it anyway. But I really, I really did think at this incredible parade of ostentatious behavior where they boast, literally, in the newspapers, they boast about, I mean, a breakdown of what this costs, and that, it really is incredible, it's beyond gossip. But in this day and age, to see the, and to see this happening is rather stunning. The, the old saying of Marie Antoinette, or let them eat cake, that never happened. That was put in by the enemies who were bringing on the revolution, by the way. But when you see them having £200,000 spent, on a dress, one dress for a wedding. It, it, it's it, it, in this day and age, really, really, huh? That's just the, the, the dress. There's cost of anything from thirty million to, to, to three hundred million pounds being floated already for the cost of security and everything for the entire event. And from the same establishment at the top, they tell you to tighten your belts and learn to be austere. As your taxes go up and up and up, uh, and as your currency can buy less and less and less, unless you have more off this particular notes, whatever bank note happens to be, in your country, you need more and more of them all the time to get the same amount of groceries and so on. But you're supposed to be absolutely enthralled at this nonsense that's been prayed out in front of you. And as I say, and across the world too, a whole bunch of countries are in alliance are, are attacking and, and ready to attack uh, Iran and, and, and finish off Syria and so on and so on. But no, just forget it all. <laughs> Let's watch this wedding. <laughs> aye, aye. Doesn't say much about us at all. But as I say, the, the, the people who control us and control our minds really are, are very effective. That's why they call it the culture industry, not just entertainment, but today with, with internet as well. It, again, it's a bigger minefield than it used to be. I used to read the reports on the air at one time 
from the big establishments, and MIT, etc., and all the big think tanks that worked with the Pentagon. So, and they would constantly, they constantly study us all, constantly, constantly, to see how we're taking this event and that event, and, and how they can tweak us to, to either forget it or be for something or against something. Happens all the time. And they also said that most folk will get overwhelmed with data. So they churn out incredible amounts of, of data. It's like grape shot in a cannon until you can't count the grape shot anymore. It's just that much of it. And that's what it does. People shut down. The lie is shut down. When you shut down, too, they still want an answer to some major things, and it's given to them by the mainstream news. So they'll get the same standardized propaganda at the same time. Very effective. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse as we go on, because folk are becoming more introverted, in a sense. They're happy with the studies which show you, show them at the top, that young folk have more and more difficulty communicating in actual face-to-face situations. So it's working. And all their data is coming from that electronic little gadget in their hands, generally. Very effective, very successful. And they haven't stopped yet. They haven't stopped. Back in the, in the 90s, I used to talk about this too. And, and people would say, oh, that'll never happen. Most of the stuff I talked about then has happened now. There's hardly anything they cannot make people do. Give them a little time. Give them a think tank or two. Test things out on the public to find which really works. Get the psychologists on, on board with it. Behaviorists and so on. And they'll find a way to gradually change everything to 180 degrees until you're doing something you'd never have dreamt you'd ever do before. It used to be very obvious with fashion, just in the general population. In the 60s and 70s and 80s, it was blue jeans. And then it became baggy pants and wrap and uh, every fall suit. And today it's, it's these kind of baggy shorts out their knees or just past their knees. And, and it's like a circle crop haircut just standing up like something from Simpsons, you know, the, the, that awful cartoon series. Uh, and that's what they look like. And apparently, I, and I mentioned that, because I don't, I don't go into town often. I don't watch television, I don't, you know. And when I see things very quickly when I go into town once in a blue moon. And it all comes apparently from what people I've talked to from television, from different things you see in television. Monkey see, monkey do. Very, very effective. Very effective. And of course, they used to do it a lot on the teenagers because the te- teenagers were, are definitely under more pressure to conform to a peer group situation. And teenagers too will be rather nasty to anybody who doesn't conform to the latest whatever it is that's been pushed. But it also goes up the ranks now too, and to even older uh, generations as well. Quite fun. It's, it is fascinating to me. I, I, I get fascinated by studying it all and watching events unfold just as predicted by those who plan the changes in the populations. But getting back to what I was saying, nothing happens by itself. In this day and age, most big corporations, and even newcomers to the corporations, start their big corporations off by straight grants from government. Like, for instance, all these electronic cars and so on. Why, why work hard for something and save your pennies and to put it down? No, no, when you just go with the government, uh, if you definitely have the connections, that is. 
And you definitely have to be somebody with connections to get into government. And then they throw taxpayers' money at you. And you just simply, with no, no liabilities of any kind, take the cash and have them build factories for you, etc., etc. Do the, the research and development for you, even into batteries and all that. And, um, and, then, and then demand that is promoted through, um, by the government, uh, down through the, the society into the sales system to sell to the general public. And then the, then the taxpayer has to subsidize these ridiculous vehicles. And I think they're ridiculous, to be honest with you. I don't know where they're to go. But the taxpayers, they fund them to sell them because they're so expensive. And then if you get one, you have to, after about three or four years when the batteries start going them, it's going to cost you about 40000 to replace the batteries now. How many folk are going to afford that? But if you understand how big business works, you'll understand how things develop in advance. And by that I mean it's planned that way. With big corporations and amalgamations, or else... Big, the big shareholders are sitting in the wings to jump on board where if they were there at the beginning you wouldn't have all these free grants from governments throwing money at these corporations wouldn't happen here's an example here for instance clever isn't it, it's clever and devious and they'll say well it's, it's still legal even though it's a, you, you say it's not really a moral thing to do they have no problem with that but you have this article here and it says <laughs> Meet Tesla's new bondholder. Who is he? The billionaire George Soros. Big hedge fund type of guy. And they have some sort of strange... I don't understand these. I really have no time for all the cons of making money off of money, etc., etc., etc. So that's the trouble with the world for a long, 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 long time. Anyway, it says the investment firm founded and chaired by billionaire George Soros took a stake in Tesla, Inc., with bonds during the, the first three months of the year, giving the electric car maker run by Elon Musk a prominent supporter. Well, he's already had the government pay for a lot of stuff already, and research and development, etc. Anyway, it says here, they took a $35 million stake in the convertible bonds of Tesla, which are due in March 2019. And it's according to uh, filings with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, a spokesman for Soros didn't respond for a request for comment, naturally. So convertibles are hybrid securities, either bonds or preferred stock. They can be exchanged for a predetermined number of common shares that effectively lets an investor participate in stock price changes, but with the yield and greater security of a fixed income instrument. Musk, who, like Soros, is also a billionaire, has been under pressure from investors to prove the company can solve production problems. That's the excuse they're giving, you see. Uh, stem senior staff uh, departures and resolve questions about crashes involving its electric cars. So, yeah, don't work hard for yourself. Just go to government if you've got the right name, maybe the right connections, maybe the right other things too, and you get big, big money thrown at you. And then government will make sure that the, the, the public will eventually have to buy your actual product. That's not bad, eh? When government mandates you go to buy the product eventually. Because that's where it's supposed to go eventually. As they get you off your, out of your gasoline engines and then into very few cars at all because Agenda 21, member is going to do away with private ownership down the road. That's what it says in its own 
agenda. Anyway, this guy Soros just happens to jump on board at the right time after all the other money's been thrown at it, right? Isn't that beautiful, eh? So Soros says he wants to pay more taxes. Of course he does, this man. You know, this man who sinks countries by manipulating the currencies and all the rest of it and boasts about it. But anyway, he wants to pay more tax, but he prefers Ireland. Where he pays less than one thousand, or he paid less than one thousand dollars in taxes. Not bad, eh? You know he's a real philanthropist. This guy. He wants to help people, mainly himself and his family and his stockholders, no doubt. But it says he joined a petition to scrap tax cuts for the wealthiest Americans and other countries too, of course. But the billionaire prefers Ireland, where his hedge fund paid just $962 in taxes in 2013, according to Bloomberg. It says 400 wealthy Americans have appealed to the U.S. Congress, urging Republican lawmakers not to cut their taxes. They say the GOP shouldn't cut taxes for the wealthiest when the U.S. debt is at an all-time high and inequalities rising. The letter is signed, amongst others, by George Soros and Stephen Rockefeller, says the proposal would lead to deep cuts in critical services such as education, Medicare and Medicaid. It would hamper the nation's ability to restore investments in our people and communities. But he prefers to have his own businesses in a country that's under the, the thumb of the World Bank, IMF. <laughs> and... Uh, Everything is connected, folks If you think things are just all separate and, and do not, No, they're not There's a big, big gang running in the world If you haven't noticed And then you have this article here Regardless, it doesn't make any difference See, facts don't matter when agendas are at play Another uh, Tesla car, of course uh, That happens all the time But occasionally you'll get the media Putting a picture in the paper, a little video So it's showing you a Tesla car Bursting into flames and uh, ends up in, in, in terrible deaths and so on. It's so quick what happens with the fires and these things. They're like they're like they literally are like explosive bombs on wheels. Anyway, so a 48-year-old German driver died Thursday when his car hit a barrier on a motorway in the canton of uh, Ticino, southern Switzerland. The car burst into flames and was attended by. Belinzona firefighters who said the blaze may have been caused by the Tesla battery. Well, of course it is. We've had so many uh, instances. There's no gasoline on board these things, you see. And it says a violent impact of uh, lithium-ion batteries could probably have caused a phenomenon called thermal runaway. This is what the term they're using now. That's a rapid and unstoppable increase in temperature. The fire crew wrote in their Facebook page. <laughs> Facebook, I can't believe they're using Facebook. Uh, following the crash. And they also linked to an article from Firefighting uh, Italy outlining the risk of electric vehicles. According to the report, the main problem in terms of fire risk for electric vehicles lies in the so-called thermal runaway and caused to the breakdown of the thermal balance of the system and the complete destruction of the batteries in the car. It is, it's very quick. It, it, it overheats so fast. It's instantaneous almost. And boom, the whole thing goes up, you see. And generally, uh, the folk who are in the cars generally die with it, even without hitting things at times, too. Anyway, the Facebook post was removed May 15th and replaced with a less detailed statement about the fire, <laughs> naturally. Evidence so politicized now, eh? Huh? 
And uh, anyway, yeah, there's they've had quite a few of these things that blown up recently and going to fire and stuff like that. And you don't have time to run away, Jeremy. So that's what happens. That's just what happens. Now, Bloomberg mentions about his markets and all the rest of it too, that uh, Trump uh, may renegotiate the Trans-Pacific Partnership, says here. And I'll put these links up if you care to look at more knots. But again, Trump does say a lot of things because, again, they're already uh, fearing up for the next bunch of, uh, of elections and all the rest of it. And they've got to lie a lot uh, to get back in again. It doesn't matter what side you think you're, you're picking. The same agenda goes on anyway. Also, Trump's failed coup in Iran, a good article, by Eric Margolis. Eric Margolis used to work for the Toronto Sun, I think, and maybe other papers or magazines too. But he's really fair. He's an awfully good reporter. He's still writing excellent articles today. He goes into really what's happening in in good detail and why it happens, to to an extent at least, which you're allowed to do, uh, almost, in, in some countries yet. And I'll put that up tonight too. Also, Israel launched waves of attack and ground shelling on a source of alleged Iranian military positions earlier this week. I was saying it was last week, but it says, uh, again, they talk about uh, how they're stepping up this whole provocation of war. And it's definitely on the cards. It's neocons, as you well know, who are in. And um, there's, 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 there's two, you can all dig into what a neocon is if you want, if you're, if you're still confused about it. It's up to you. But uh, it's, of course, it is. it's the same agenda that was happening with the Bush Jr. group, um, with Rumsfeld and Cheney and Wolfowitz and all the rest of them. It's the same agenda, absolutely exact same. Finish off the countries around uh, the Middle East, so, so to speak, and pay for all too. Yep. Also, this one here is an interesting article, $21 trillion is lost. It happens all the time. They always keep giving you figures about what goes missing. And at least the U.S. prints it once in a while. Most countries don't bother. And, and actually, the U.S. supposedly has, because of, of its constitution, its laws, and, and all the rest of it, has to inform the public occasionally of certain things. They're getting fed up with it, too. They're kind of hiding a lot of stuff nowadays. But they're supposed to do that. Most countries don't even have that anymore if they ever had it in the first place. Anyway, $21 trillion lost. The largest theft in history, buried under guise of U.S. national security. A comedian, Lee Camp, on his show Redacted Tonight, recalls the first ever audit of the Pentagon, which is taking 2,400 auditors to do the job. Can you believe that, eh? Trying to understand where $21 trillion in unsupported adjustments went. In his show, Camp recalls that a couple of years ago, Professor Mark Skidmore of Michigan State University heard Catherine Austin Fitz, former assistant secretary in the Department of Housing and Urban Development, say the Department of Defense Inspector General had found $6.5 trillion worth of unaccounted, it was unaccounted for spending by the Army 2015. Skimmer, being an, an economics professor, thought uh, she meant $6.5 billion and not $6.5 trillion. Because trillion would mean the Pentagon misplaced more money than the gross domestic product of the whole of the United Kingdom, which isn't hard to do these days. And so he looked into the Inspector General's report and, f- and he found something interesting. It was $6.5 trillion. 
so it goes on to how they went back uh, a few years, back to 1998. And these documents indicate that $21 trillion altogether in unsupported adjustments have been reported for the, the Department of Defense and Housing and Urban Development for the years 1998 to 2015. So if you make $40,000 a year, how long would it take you to make $1 trillion? Now we're talking about 21, but, but here's one trillion. How long would it take you to make one trillion at 40,000 a year? It would take you 25 million years, which sounds like a long time. But once you get past the 10 million mark, it really flies by, Camp noted. That's for one trillion. It says, as Forbes magazine pointed out after uh, Mark Skimmer began inquiring about the report. The Office of the Inspector General webpage was mysteriously taken down. I've got the Forbes article too, for those who, who want to, to look at it all. Anyway, it's it's quite interesting. But again, you have to understand we're living in a different system than the one they pretend that the general public are, are brainwashed to believe you, you live within. It really is vastly different. Vastly different. Vastly different system. And then you have these articles, too, to do with dope. You see, we're into the age now of dope, dope ink and dope uh, soma, you might call it. It's time to bring us all into soma. Because those who rule the world, and the world is ruled, the whole world is ruled, and they have a form of government, which is governance, many, many agencies running it all. And they plan to really use all their sciences to, to the maximum now to bring us under control so we can never wake up. And indeed, their rulers and owners want to basically be happy for the rest of their lives, their own lives, not having to worry about anybody in the public starting some movement to, to come after them or make them accountable for anything. Then they, have, they can have a, 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 a whole future entire future, eons perhaps, of living in luxury at the very top and, and the peons down below. Those that they still need, that is, because they're, really, they're doing the cull and they plan to cull us and start bringing the population down by 2013 in a drastic drop for some reason, according to their own uh, think tanks from the DOD. And they don't want to have to worry that, uh, that occasionally people break through their conditioning. And entertainment, because most entertainment today is, is just conditioning and, and PC nonsense until you're, you're a, a quivering wreck of, of apologies, apologizing for existing, especially if you're, if you're a male. And this is all intentional too. So, I mean, we've all heard about all the different virtue signaling where they get up today and they, they use all the right buzzwords and so on to show you how wonderful they are and how caring they all are. And all kinds of uh, NGOs, non-government organizations and charity works and politics now too. It's across the board. You have to be so good that uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, for instance, there's an article out there too, and he's got tears streaming down his face. He's apologizing for everything. And I think the only thing we haven't apologized so far yet is is for the the giants who got drowned in the, in the Noah flood, because they couldn't get on board the the boat with Noah, and I guess if they had access to all the trees in Canada, could have built a bigger boat. So he's crying away there and apologising for everything.
And it just gets worse and worse and worse, isn't it? How can you possibly... And never mind all this, these, these so-called um, semi-religious reasons for things. How can you apologize for things that you had nothing to do with? Huh? It's no different than what Thomas Jefferson said about the debt. If you're born into paying the debt off, which means you're a debt slave, and that's legal, actual fact. You're put down as paying off that debt when you're born. If you're born into that, then you are a slave. You're not a free person at all. And therefore, no, no generation should be responsible for the previous generation's debt. Well, it's the same thing with guilt and everything else, too. Nonsense. If guilt was, was being fairly shared across the world, a lot of the, the, the present-day's abusers uh, who, who claim that they were yesterday's victims and uh, being abused wouldn't be abusing folk today. But hypocrisy amongst humans is phenomenal. It truly is phenomenal. The inability to see themselves. Those who, who are brought up to hate can't see themselves. They really cannot. And there's nothing new in that. Nothing new at all. And sometimes you can see why the, the Bertrand Russells and the H.G. Wellses, who all work for the big global rulers of the day, and it's the same bunch actually that's running the day, you know, the descendants of them, and they did say, say that humans just simply were not rational enough. However, what they failed to say is that through their indoctrination, it wasn't intended that they be rational. <laughs> but they knew that eventually they would find ways of basically neutering people, just like you do with animals. So you, again, you wouldn't have be a problem. There's many ways to do it, and you can use lots of them together. Chemicals is very effective. And indoctrination, to be guilty about everything is another one too. And even reversing gender roles or all kinds of roles, just completely change them all and until um, you've achieved your objectives. Very successful. But again, that's a whole different topic that's being used on the public today. Today, we're going through, again, massive changes. There's nothing out there today, really. There's very little out there, put that way, that's actually genuine anymore, as far as news goes. And everything else is taken over, and actually all for the... When you, when you see... I used to say that, when, when you see, and you, you, if you really want to follow something, and be a follower, I don't, I don't encourage you to be either, but if you want to be a follower of something, when you see your leaders deviate one iota from the initial agenda, and for the reason for being... You better forget them right away. You better. And, and, and because I'm telling you, you're being led up the garden path. There's nothing new in deception. I mean, there's manuals and manuals, thick manuals written about how to deceive millions of people. All intelligence agencies have them. And counterintelligence agencies have them. And they're very effective, very old, very effective, always effective. So don't follow people, because if you do follow, you're being used. And you know, use all kinds of, well, I like what they say most of the time. Well, good, you know, most of the time. That's the trick of getting you to go in. And, you know, because rat poison has only less than 5% poison. The rest of it is good seed or corn or whatever. Same thing. It's up to you. It's up to you if you want to be entertained or be told the truth. 
and when you when you see when you see movements that are supposed to be a, keeping you all safe and out of uh, the rackets of war, etc., in other countries, is promoting all. You know what's happened. I don't explain this to you. You know, and big money's behind it too. Of course, big money. Of course, of course it is. But today, as I say, we're living through incredible, incredible. This is remember the century of change. For change is transition. They call it. The century, the whole, this whole century, all the big agendas have to be fulfilled and within a hundred years, this, this century we're in now today. And, and you'll say, well, I've still got a hundred years to go. No, you don't. They, they, they're implementing them all as you live. And many of them have already been accomplished already. And others have still been accomplished. So, no, you can't put it off and say, well, you know. But if you tune into the news today, you have your head full of nonsense mainly trivia and rubbish, or things to be upset about, like mass migration into places like Britain with bike gangs and, and, and folk carrying knives and killing folk and shooting folk and so on, and, and rapists, etc. I'll put these articles up for you too again, but the fact is, it doesn't seem to be bothering those around the royal family, does it? Hmm? With, their, with their multi-million dollars and pounds of security, and the private police force is coming into effect now, too, for those that can afford it. We're all being managed, you know. Herd management, massive herd management all the time. But as I say, you, 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 the worst thing about people, and I, I won't go into it in detail, but even a long time ago, people were being taken over. And in fact, over the centuries, taken over. Because amongst your own people, I don't I care what country you're in, it doesn't matter. There are those who will take bribes. They will. And they will sell their own people out. And if, they, and if, they're, if the ones that they, who are doing the bribing pick the right psychopaths, they can do it very slickly. They have a natural instinct how to do it and con folk, make, make themselves believable. But uh, there's no people under the sun, almost, that, that doesn't have uh, people who are willing to sell out their own people for cash and prestige and fame even. It's rather disgusting, but it's true. It is true. Very, very sad, but true. And lie. Of course, psychopaths have no problem lying about everything. And if you know any at all, uh, you, can, you can probably find it every day about them telling lies. There's no end of it all. Anyway, back to Soma. Soma time as the world goes down the tube. And they do all these wellness tests on us. They give us fake wellness to tell us how well we are competing. As though every country is competing for wellness. This new fake thing to, 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 to do surveys to find out if the proles are quite content in their misery. And literally, they pretty well say it that way too in our latest poll. I said years ago too, eventually they could put us in so much good drugs, for instance, we could be living in pigsties, even cleaning out the pigsties, and think we're walking on the, in, in some beautiful planet in a virtual reality in our heads at the same time. But that's what they could make you think. And they're pretty well doing, doing these surveys. They find, are you really happy in that filth? And, and as long as you're happy, what does it matter then, you see? It's so Freudian, too. Freud, Freud's idea, what wasn't, it wasn't the fact that this fake system that, that has you always on edge for most folk, Unless you're born in millions of dollars, but most folk are not. But but Freud, literally, his whole thing was, well, as long as you're having sex 
and, and getting back to work after a nervous breakdown because of the system and the running and the fear and all the rest of it. As long as you go back and you have sex and, and, and then you can get some money to buy the, the you know, in this consumer society, just buy stuff, 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 you know, that big STUFF stuff. Then you're, you're normal again, really. Rather than say, wait a minute here, it's the very system that you're going back into that destroyed you in the first place because it's so fake, completely fake and, and unnatural. Everything is managed, isn't it? But one thing they'll never do is change the system of those with power and those without it. Even though they'll pretend as they create new divisions in society, keep them all fighting down below at the bottom, uh, the fact is you'll never get up there amongst those that um, have the fancy weddings. The gates are barred, I'm afraid. So you can take your, your soma, because this is soma time, is to take all other medications for, for folk who are chronically ill and so on off the market, just by coincidence, eh? And give you the suicide pill in some countries, like Canada, you're offered that, where uh, rather than be a burden on the health system, which is so great in Canada because they spend millions of dollars a year, tell us how great it is. And they do, literally. You'll find that they don't want to treat you anymore. Uh, you'll be a burden on society. Why don't you do the right thing and take that cheap pill there? rather than have us spend money and keep you living in it a few years. That's what it's all coming down to, as life becomes cheaper and cheaper for the, the general bulk of the populace, the proles again. That's where it is, folks. And you're going into a hellish world right now, absolute hell. You don't know it, but hell is manifesting itself all around you as your life becomes cheaper and you don't have the rights and, and, and the respect that human, a human being should have anymore is to take it down step by step by step, depending on your status in the community. You wait and see a few years' time, you're in a horror show. One day they'll mandate you take the pill, and there's nothing really physically much wrong with you. It's just time to get out of the way. They've already had these, these incredible discussions, and they, they float the trial balloons by professors, generally. One in Australia did it a few years ago, to see, on behalf of the world's rulers, that is, how the public would react to him saying that. And why didn't the folk just take themselves out of the picture and, and leave, that would leave more jobs for the younger people. Hmm? So it's all economics, is it? You know, 100 years ago and 200 years ago, it wasn't about economics running our lives. That's why we exist. It was about, does, does, does the system of economics exist for humanity's sake? No, but today it's vice versa, isn't it? So anyway, you can have your dope, your cheap dope and stuff. And I said too, don't don't think they're going to suddenly be happy and legalize marijuana. It'll go into the right hands that were planned in the first place, and even the amalgamations that were planned down the road and the planning strategy before you even heard it becoming legalized. Just like the same thing with, with Soros jumping in the bandwagon after the government's pulled that money into the other company. Same with the dope industry, of course. And you've got police chiefs and everything, as I've said before in some of my talks, who've got shares and all these things now. Same guys. That, oh, suddenly it's, it's going to be a great thing. They all say it's wonderful now. Before it was terrible and evil, but now it's wonderful. Because that's, that's the name of the game, eh? So in Canada, Aurora buys Med Relief, it's called, an art company, bought by Aurora, and becomes the largest cannabis company in the world, just like that. Eh? 
And as it goes on and on and on, you're going to find that there'll be but one super group that will eventually own across the whole planet. All plan advance for those who... Most folk who are brainwashed will never get that. They'll think, oh, well, it's just developing as it goes along. So anyway, one of the Canada's largest licensed weed producers has scooped up rival cannabis producer Med Relief in a $3.2 billion all-stock deal that sets the stage for Aurora to become the world's biggest legal weed producer. Combined Aurora and Med Relief have the funded capacity to produce 570,000 kilograms per year of cannabis through nine facilities in Canada and two in Denmark, far surpassing the likes of Canopy Growth Corporation, the country's biggest weed producer, which is currently licensed to produce 31,000 kilograms of weed and weed-related products. And there were different outlets too and little organizations across the whole planet, this particular group uh, just... uh, but again, there's, there's always a lot more to what the public, that they tell the public. There's, they always give you a little front man or something. And I'll put up some of the stuff from WikiLeaks and so on. And other articles about it as well. And another one here, too, article is to do with, again, the wellness cheer up. Britain is getting happier as record employment levels are lifting the national mood, says the Office of National Statistics. You know, the same Office of National Statistics that Orwell had in 1984 when they said choco rations are up. They'd never lie to you. And when they give you statistics, it sounds so scientific. It must be true, eh? Mm -hmm. Cheer up. There you go. And uh, it says here, a higher proportion of people in Wales and England, but that's not really, well, it's next to put that way, but that was under England, reported low levels of life satisfaction, worthwhile and happiness. So the uh, life satisfaction, very Freudian again, worthwhile and happiness. We're supposed to be happily happy by buying stuff. You know, the big, like the ads, and show your teeth off and be happy with everything. Buy a new toothbrush or something. Every toothbrush ad says, look how happy they are now. They've got orgasms by that buying that toothbrush. It says the surveys that were carried out between March 2012 and 2017, December, commissioned by the Office of National Statistics, carried out by New Economics Foundation. See, they've even got foundations to deal with it now, to manage your happiness, make sure you're happy, and probably drug you if you're not. Anyway, uh, they, they have different uh, stupid, ridiculous articles here, because is they bring you into austerity and big life changes. They're going to make sure they're constantly studying you to see if all their techniques to take up the slack and, and, and supplant and actually substitute what used to be giving you happiness. All changes and it goes down the toilet. They're going to make sure that they're going to keep you happy in some drugged way or another. That's what it's going to end up being. Guarantee you. Also, this article is awfully important. Tackling online disinformation. Now, for those who studied the Levison inquiries in, in Britain, when they really changed, and, and literally the, the media just took a nosedive with, with the comments and so on uh, after that commission. Worldwide it did too, and it didn't Australia as well. They had their own version there. Uh, what you can say and what you can't say as, as journalists, and it really took a nosedive then. They tried to get another one through recently, but it was voided down. However... Like everything else, well, we avoid that. that not really, okay. Well, see, they're still in Europe and Britain at the moment, right? And, and might even stay that way because they really don't want to get out as far as the, the big House of Lords and all these guys are final. It says, tackling online disinformation commission. The European Commission proposes a, an EU-wide code of practice. So there you go. There's your, there's your censorship right there. 
So the Commission is proposing measures to tackle disinformation online, including an EU-wide code of practice on disinformation support for an independent network of fast checkers and a series of actions to stimulate quality journalism and promote media literacy. These are, this is from the Commission that won't even tell you who's in it. It's so secretive at the very top. The recent Facebook Cambridge Analytica uh, revelations demonstrated exactly how personal data can be exploited in an electoral context and are a timely reminder that more is needed to secure resilient democratic processes. What are you talking about? Most of the laws are passed across the public. Uh, they never get a vote on it. They don't get any votes on this. Today, the European Commission is taking, taking steps forward in the fight against disinformation to ensure the protection of European values and security. The whole point of Europe, the EU, is to destroy all the cultural values of the countries, make a new one. <laughs> so there you are. Protection of European values and security. Uh, so anyway, it's a good little article to show you how they're going to really monitor everything and change it on and so on. And how they're all constantly studying all of you, to even what you say and think almost. Actually, pretty well good in what they, you, you think. That's where they're going with all this stuff. And they even have articles out, again, more articles, modern ones, new ones, like Minority Report type articles on how they're, they're, they're studying how you think and how they're predicting what you're going to think about next month and so on by studying your, all your data. Also, you've got this here, oh, another nightmare, the hell on earth. This is Vallejo, California. The national largest home builder is betting voice-activated digital assistants and smart devices, like that Alexa type thing, will become as expected in a new home as garages are now are. Lenar announced Wednesday that standard features in its new homes will include built-in Wi-Fi, smart locks, doorbells, thermostats, and lights all controlled by Alexa, uh, Amazon's uh, voice-activated digital assistant. Power, power, power over you. Each house will come with two Alexa-enabled smart speakers, an Echo Show and an Echo Dot. New homeowners will also get a free visit from an Amazon technician to help set everything up and teach them how to use it. Interesting, one of the little clips I saw where you see these guys asking about God and things like that, and it's built in. With Christianity, it said it was a myth, but the, the one that it came from, it said it was fact, basically. It's, it's, it's all prearranged, it's indoctrinated into it, too. And children will grow up with this stuff until you're, they're changed. Everything Alexa said will be true. Alexa will become the voice of God, you see. Meaning the masters who control you all. That's what it means. And it says here, it'll be the hallmark of why we, we buy a new home. Said David Kaiserman, president of Lunar Ventures. An important step in the mass adoption of all these technologies. But don't worry, you can get lots of dope if you get worried about it. And take a break, sort of thing. Eh? Chill out, yeah. And hell on earth coming down, isn't it? Former Israeli Defense Force Intelligence Chief Aaron Zivai Farkash playing Iran, sits with experts during an Iran war game. And so it shows them playing this little war game. And it says by 2025, 10,000 satellites will provide constant Israeli video surveillance of the Middle East sufficient, and they're expanding, well, (laughs) a good reason for it to, Middle East expansion, put it that way, uh, of of Israel, 
so surveillance of the Middle East is sufficient to carry out targeted killings of terrorists at any time and any place, former IDF intelligence chief said on Wednesday. He was speaking to an intelligence conference in Tel Aviv that also included former top Mossad and uh, Shin Bet officials and was sponsored by the Intelligence Inheritance and Commemoration Centre and the Israel Defence magazine. So they're, they're really, I mean, eventually they'll be popping you off from satellites. If they can't, I think they can actually do it right now, to be honest with you. I really do. They'll test all these things out in public and give you little cancers of the brain and so on. And just by simply playing a certain frequency at you uh, a, a few times a day, perhaps, or maybe once a day, eventually you'll develop it. That's the way things go. And they, don't, they won't ask permission, actually. They'll just test it on... On the proles, as the proles are for, the proles don't count. Again, Orwell said the same thing, eh? Hell on earth coming down. And all governments will be doing this. All of them will, of course. Because all governments really are all just one government now, I think. Also this one here, too. Google, it says, uh, has built a multi-billion dollar business out of knowing everything about its users. Now, a video produced within Google and obtained by The Verge offers... A stunningly ambitious, unsettling look at how some of the company envisions using that information in the future. It was made in 2016 by Nick Foster, head of the design at uh, formerly Google X and co-founder of the Near Future Laboratory. And uh, I'll put that link up too for those who want to read it. It's disturbing, it says. We understand it's, it's disturbing and so on. It's a thought experiment by, by design even from years ago, they used a technique known as speculative design to explore uncomfortable ideas and concepts in order to provoke discussion and debate, not related to any current or future products. Of course, of course, yeah, sure. Okay. Anything that gets money from the, for, the, for the big military-industrial complex, boys, and that's most things that do, actually, uh, is a weapon first. And, of course, everything's weaponized. Of course it is. Another article, too, is to get off Facebook but I've, I've been telling folk for that for years, and it doesn't make any difference to them. And I said it wouldn't either, because it doesn't. Uh, also, the, the Los Angeles Police Department uses predictive policing to monitor specific people and neighborhoods. Again, it's, it's like um, Minority Report, the movie. Microchips get under the skin of technophiles, Swedes. 3,000 Swedes have a microchips inserted into their hands. It can hold entry codes buy train tickets and access certain vending machines or printers. They did the same thing a few years ago with that, um, to get into discos, and, so, and they would charge the, the little um, chips in your arm with uh, money, basically. And it'd be deducted from it too, cashlessly, as I say. Also, this article, Americans are lonely lots. As things get better and better, becoming more and lo- more lonely, as folk can't even talk to each other in, in person. And young people bear the heaviest burden. Uh, we're all again. We're all getting studied like crazy, and it doesn't matter though. You'll get all your dope and drugs. Uh, eventually, we'll all pay for it. I'll be free through the taxpayer. Children are still dying in Canada, especially in the Indian communities. Terrible, uh, heart-rending stories about uh, them dying. In Nunavut, for instance, um, I think quite a few children died already since January the first. They don't have the doctors here. A lot of the children who were said to have pneumonia were sent home quite a few times. And this mum had her little son, four-year-old, who kept asking if it was time, and she couldn't figure out what he meant. And, and, and the last time he said that, she realised that he, he was talking about dying. Four years old. And that's what he did, he died. 
there's your how, how great your healthcare system really is, folks. As we as again, we're, it all depends how important we are, eh? Doesn't it? I wonder if Mister Trudeau will cry about this, hmm? or are some people worth more tears than others to these uh, social preners? And that's what they are, really, they're preners. Also, I'll put articles about uh, what happened in Gaza, of course. It doesn't make any difference. It's the way it's going to go. It's just terrible, isn't it, what's happening? Really, really terrible. Really terrible. And it depends how, how, who you are, according to how much status you get uh, and getting tortured, dying, or anything else, or even just neglected. And we pretend we're all equal. Who's kidding who? Who's kidding who? I don't even go into that trash. Or guff, as we used to call it. Absolute guff. What hypocrisy. Yeah. And humans are pretty disgusting, especially those who are put up there to supposedly lead you. They really are. Yeah. But the, the, this, oh, the, the, this group has, has got higher status than, than this other group next to them, or whatever it happens to be. And everybody's vying for victimhood status, too. So it's just disgusting. It really is. It really is. Because behind it all, it's just power over others. Everybody wants power over others. As that old song went, everybody wants to rule the world, eh? Pretty sad. The children die as they're neglected, and Canada is throwing money across the planet at other places. But they can't get the doctors here, eh? In the north. There you go. Disgusting. And with the, the temperament of the, the public, with their distractions, the, the, what I've just said will be, will be forgotten in a day or so. And they'll be onto some other piece of rubbish that's dished out by the bucketful for us to consume, to distract us. Or they'll do a little wellness test and to see if you're just, have they got over that? Are they all well and happy now? Hmm. What, do the, what does the statistics say, the surveys? Sad, isn't it? Remember two folks, and I, and I hate uh, this bitching thing, and uh, I try not to get really too emotional about things, because uh, as I say, this is going to this hap- this thing stuck us on before you're born or gone during your lifetime, and we're managed by master manipulators. They'll continue after we're all gone to the next bunch, and I always speak to the ones who at least want some answers to make them think for themselves. Because that's a breakthrough. Forget changing the world, folks. It's just too overwhelmingly. You can't compete with it. You can't. Because it's one system with unlimited financing and outlets to the population. But you've broken through if you can do it for yourself. That's an incredible achievement. Remember, you can buy the books and discs, cuttingthroughmerits.com, or donate. Go into their website and you'll find out how to do it. I really appreciate it. For myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.